Welcome to The New Yorker for October 13, 2014. There are seven articles this week. In the talk of the town, Reeves Weidman hangs out with an ex-Secret Service agent turned congressional candidate. And Tad Friend writes about how an actor's ukulele kept him sane during a difficult film shoot. Next, in the financial page, James Surowiecki reports on how wealthy countries can help reduce pollution coming from the developing world. Then, Peter Hessler has an in-depth article on how a neighborhood garbage man explains modern Egypt. Following that, Lauren Hilgers examines the intricacies of America's underground Chinese restaurant workers. And finally, in the current cinema, David Demby reviews Jason Reitman's new film Men, Women, and Children and the thriller Kill the Messenger. But first, it's this week's comment. In The Party and the People... Evan Osnos writes about the crisis in Hong Kong. When Hong Kong returned to Chinese control in 1997, after a century and a half under British rule, the Communist Party rejoiced at recovering the jewel of the Crown Colonies, a tiny archipelago of 236 islands and rocks, with more Rolls Royces per capita than anywhere else in the world, and a film industry that had produced more movies each year than Hollywood. But the people of Hong Kong feared that the party would unwind the idiosyncratic combination of English and Cantonese culture that made the city so distinctive. With its independent barristers in wigs and its triad bosses in Versace, all documented by a scandal-loving free press and set on a subtropical mountainscape that's equal parts Manhattan and Hawaii. At the time of reunification, Beijing pledged to endow Hong Kong with a high degree of autonomy under a deal called One Country, Two Systems. But it was a fragile conceit, and this summer it failed. The Communist Party had promised to give Hong Kong citizens the chance to vote for the territory's top official in 2017. But in August, Beijing released the details. Only candidates acceptable to the central government would be permitted to run. On September 26th, after weeks of tension, a couple of hundred students occupied the forecourt of the Hong Kong government's headquarters. The police arrested Joshua Wong, a 17-year-old student leader whose celebrity reflects the rise of young activists who are less apprehensive about challenging Beijing than recent generations have been. Wong was released two days later, but his arrest attracted sympathizers, and when police unleashed tear gas and pepper spray, Demonstrators brandished umbrellas in self-defense, creating an instant symbol.